In order to protect fans from incoming field goals, they use a net. Yeah. This and more on pavement sweat. That was our second take of the intro. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> no kind of nonsensical. No but. reason. <laughs> yeah. But that was the second take. But how you guys doing? It's your boy Trip, And it's your boy Ryan. Oh, yeah. yo. And we're back with the however many episodes there this is been. number 12 i believe yeah. yeah but more importantly than that this is the final episode the six out of six episodes mm-hmm. previewing next year's nba season yeah we've come upon it very quickly what division are we covering today Ryan? we are covering the atlantic yes we have covered every division up to the atlantic we waited <laughs> To do the Atlantic, because the 76ers, my favorite team, are the, the Atlantic division. And we mm-hmm. thought that if there's going to be a big trade in the offseason, it was probably going to involve Ben Simmons. But it hasn't happened yet as of recordings. And this is the last division, so we couldn't put it off any longer. So now we're here. But we've gone division by division, previewing every team's um, you know, God, potential for next season. And also talked about their history a little bit. Yeah. And it's been very fun. Which is fun. Very yeah. sad that we're nearing the yeah. end. And also, on last episode, we talked about the NFL a little bit, and we had great reaction from Pavement Sweat Army. We did. Pavement Sweat (laughs) Army rise. We got a lot of questions that we're going to be answering later in this episode, and we're going to have some NFL talk, too, because Mm -hmm. we had a good reaction to it. Yeah, we did. Blessed. A lot of, uh, I put up a, uh, it was like a question, like, ask a question thing, um, just Uh, about anything football that you wanted us to cover. Because... Mm -hmm. There's so much to talk about, but like also not because there, there's like too much to talk about. So we want to go in the direction of what our listeners want. Army. Right. So like if someone wants us to specifically cover the Panthers game, which I Trip might end do up that. doing, yeah. then, uh, you know, we can do that or that kind of thing. So that's why, you know, I like to put stuff out there because... The, you know, while we're still small before we blow up, which is pretty inevitable. Oh, for sure. We uh, we want to, you know, we're taking cater our world. episodes to our viewers yeah. and because we'll we can be more it. specific. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and also in case you're wa- listening to this right now and you're thinking, oh, I don't really care about football or oh, I don't really care about basketball. There's going to be a timestamp in the yeah. description of wherever you're listening to this episode where you can. See when we start talking about get to football. your sport. Yeah, get to your sport, mm-hmm. bruh. Because we're very expert <laughs> in both of them. Yeah, well, we're gonna have a good time. But yeah. with with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the Atlantic Division. We're gonna start mm-hmm. off with the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Tell me about their history. Who in 1967 were born as the New Jersey Americans. Mm. However, as quickly as their birth occurred. They died. Oh. <laughs> and they actually just moved to Long Island the next year and became the New York Nets, which I never knew they were the New York Nets. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It's weird. They never really did much in the ABA until the merger in 1976, which we've mentioned time and time again yes. and with the uh, history portions, when they, like others that merged from the ABA, struggled to acquire enough talent to win a championship. They returned to New Jersey but kept their team name in 1977 – where they did continue to suck. Their first real star didn't come until the late 90s with Jason Kidd. And even that's like not like a superstar. He's not star. a superstar. Right. So after 20 years of horrendous basketball, they could finally taste some victory. They made the finals two straight seasons and were looking great. 
However, a horrendous trade in 2013 ruined everything. Yes. The infamous worst trade ever involved four first-round picks, including a first pick, which ended up being Markel Fultz, and a third pick went to the Celtics for washed-up Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Yeah. Both players were gone within two years, and then so they basically gave up. And you said also that the pick ended up Markel Fultz, which is technically true because the Celtics traded the pick they got from the Nets to the Sixers. That pick, although technically it was Markel Fultz, it's kind of Jason Tatum. There you go. Which makes it way worse. Which is much, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because if, you know, most most front offices maybe would have gone with him looking back at it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um. So basically, it's like they traded all their new socks for two pairs of really old socks. They used with, to be great socks. With, yeah, they, they had great design. Really great they socks. were comfortable. But yeah, then but now they, they have holes in them, and they're all gray and worn down. Yeah. So it was also terrible for their cap space. Is that They actually had to give up talented players for two old heads. Mm. The Nets sunk into garbage again until both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant decided to team up in Brooklyn in 2019. Injuries kept them from winning them all, but they recently traded for James Harden. With three of the top five scorers in the NBA, can the Nets be beaten? It's a good question. Nope. Not if they're healthy. Not if they're truly, truly, truly healthy. Yep, I don't see it. And there's no way Joe Harris is going to be that bad again in the playoffs. Oh, my God. So the fact of the matter is that the Bucks rightfully won the championship. It wasn't mm-hmm. a fluke. But a lot of things happen wrong that's just what that's but that's just any you know championship that just happens stepping on the line somebody's gonna mess up yeah for a team to lose somebody has to mess up that's just how it works but with this nets team someone can mess up and it doesn't really matter that much if they're healthy yeah and which is unlikely that is unlikely but their spacing is just going to be unbeatable Mm -hmm. i just don't see anybody beating them at full strength. Yeah, because yeah. they, they got a lot better defensively. What did they do in the offseason, Ryan? Do um, you have that report or no? Well, they got Paul Millsap. Yeah, which I is know a that huge much. Trans- yeah. Which is huge. Which was, yes, was one of the biggest things was him. And then they also got LaMarcus Aldridge back from yes. his... Retirement thing. Heart problems. Yes. Which, still very concerned for that. But the doctors did clear him, and they're some of the best sports doctors in the world. So, you know, we trust that he'll be able to come back. For sure. And play, but does that even matter that he's coming back to play? I mean, he he probably will start. I would put Millsap in the starting lineup. But, uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. That's a guess. <laughs> and then also analysis. they got rid of DeAndre Jordan, which would allow Nick Claxton to play more, which is good. Yeah, for them because mm-hmm. Jordan is like a negative, and Claxton is a positive. So yeah, I'm glad that's happening. But uh, yeah, they're they're whatever else they did, it didn't really matter. They yeah, they got even better. Well, they have Kevin Durant, and they have Kyrie Irving, and they have James Harden. So <laughs> I feel like, who do you think is the best player on the Nets? That's a really great question. But yeah, KD. Okay. KD. I kind of think it's hard because he can play. He can play defense if he wants to. Yeah, uh, I don't think he can play elite defense, but he's definitely the no, best. not elite defense. He's the best defender of the three for Harden sure. Harden is trash. Yeah, in defense and, and Kyrie, Kyrie is, is trash, a little too. small. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'd say KD for all around. I think it's Harden. I think he creates That's more fair. scoring. But I think this is an interesting conversation to have, simply because 
we've talked about true pavement sweat soldiers part soldiers. of the army mm-hmm. will know that we've talked about the debate between Giannis and Kevin Durant as best player in the NBA a lot and that it's not really a true debate like in our eyes mm-hmm. I don't I think the bigger debate I think there's more of a gap between Giannis and Kevin Durant than Kevin Durant and James Harden. And his own teammate, yeah. which is scary. <laughs> yeah, which is not, yeah, because they're obviously, you know, Kevin Durant's elite, one of the best scorers the game has ever seen, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think probably maybe number one. Best speed. scorer ever? Yeah, maybe. Who? Purely. Which one? Durant. Yeah. Not Harden. I would say with the physical gifts that he has, Yes. He's the best scorer in NBA history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really him and Curry. I mean, I, I hate to be, like, new so so new school. Yeah. But, like, if you talk about efficiency, and that's just how the game is, players get more efficient. Efficiency. So it's got to be yeah. between Durant and Curry. I don't know. Because the jump shot is unblockable, yeah. really unguardable. He's not phased by closeouts. Nope. Except sometimes he'll land on closeouts and break his snap, his Entire little... body. His twig. Yeah. His, he he's scary me. skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's like bull bull, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know he what, is. but, uh, he's, uh, yeah. So, but he can do it all. He has really, great truly. facial hair too. Something to, yeah. Just, and his mom is great. His mom is really sweet. Yeah. We're close. He's the only reason that I don't, you're close. You know her? Yeah. No, she's, I call her mama too. <laughs> <laughs> she's the only reason why I don't hate Kevin. Durant. Oh, I hate him. I hate, well, I hate him, but like. For those oh, of us don't that know. don't know, she, she no, she didn't raise him very well. Mm. I mean, You're right. I don't want to judge parenting styles because she seems like a very nice lady. Maybe it was the media. I don't know, that made him. For those uh, of us that might not evil. know, I can't imagine not knowing. But July fourth, two thousand sixteen, is Independence Day. That is true, but it was also the day that Kevin Durant left his. The team he was drafted mm-hmm. to, the Oklahoma City Thunder. We've talked about this a little bit. Yeah, I was in an airport. They blew a 3-1 lead. I was in a Starbucks. Yeah. They blew a 3-1 lead to the Warriors, the Warriors, and then Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, which is such a weak move. Mm-hmm. And you've you've probably, if you're listening to Pavement Sweat, you've probably heard about it, but just in case you haven't, yeah. Kevin Durant's basically the villain of the NBA. Yeah. I, like, I root against He should the be Nets. the villain. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. He ruined part of lebron's legacy i root for the nets i know his followers are ridiculous kevin durant kevin durant fans yeah well i think that every nba superstar has like a pretty toxic following well the the thing is if you're not the best but your fans think they are then they're going to cling to this one piece of one two three stats that they just always give and lebron fans can give 20 for each one that they give that's true. But it's just like they will stick to it, stick to it, stick to it, and just be so negative and wrong. Well, I mean, I've been accused of being, I'm sure you've been accused of it, a LeBron Stan. Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, he is on my wall. Yeah, that's true. He's in a life-size <laughs> I've been accused, I kind of am part of Stan culture. I'm a Ben Simmons Stan, I'm a LeBron Stan, mm-hmm. but like... I don't know. I, th- I feel like some people are so aggressive and mm-hmm. take it so seriously. Because, like, you can... Yeah. Today at the lunch table, you know, Griffin, shout out to you, my friend. And Devin yeah. showed me, like, some video of some guy building a house out of bricks. And I knew before the video ended that it was going to be... That it was going to cut to Ben Simmons. And it did. And I'm, like, <laughs> laughing about it. But there are some fans, like Kevin Durant fans, if you made a similar joke 
to them, they would like grab you by the shirt and threaten to take your lunch money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want you to take my lunch money. Be I want Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I want to eat the meatball sub. Yeah. As bad Please, as it is. Please come on. It's not great. I just want that mush. You want that mush? Yeah. Mm. It's good stuff, man. I feel you, man. Speaking of mush, I think we've moved. I think we've said all we can about. The I mouse. mean, there's who, nothing more who, to say. Well, who do you think's the that has the best chance to beat them? Because that's a great question. And well, that depends because okay, if you take every team in the NBA mm-hmm. and you say who could beat the Nets out of all these teams. The, who is the best chance? All right, all right, all right. Listen, 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 listen. Because there's a difference between what I just said and who actually has the best chance to be the Nets based on who the Nets could play in the playoffs. Because I think that the team with the best chance of beating the Nets would probably be... People are going to call me crazy. But probably the Denver Nuggets. Denver. But mm-hmm. the, they don't actually have the best chance because the odds of them facing off in the finals are pretty low just because so much would have to happen. Yeah. So if in the West, I would go with the Nuggets, and I think the Lakers would have a chance if the Nets weren't fully healthy. Yep. But then in the East, I Bucks rematch, and then, no, that's it. I think the only way to beat them is just through true tyranny of will. Team basketball. Oh, yeah. But like Bucks last season. I mean, well, the Bucks be, beat the Nets because of Giannis. They have to be so. Like the Nuggets, I think. I think the Nuggets have a chance to be so in sync with each other. No, I think healthy Nuggets win it all. Yeah, Bes- that's, well, what, well, oh that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying if the Nuggets can get it to the point where they're so in sync with each other, then I find a hard... There's no holes in their lineup. Yeah, defensively, they kind out. of are, but yeah. Well, yeah, and they also did lose Millsap, which I said would be a big deal if they couldn't re-sign him. Right, and now he's on Brooklyn. Right, because he's worth more than a veteran minimum. For sure. And they couldn't, they were like, that's all we have is him veteran minimum, and Nets offered him a little bit more with whatever they had left, which I don't know how they had anything left. Probably some with weird the players exception. Yeah. yeah. Luxury anyway, tax. We should move on yeah. to the 76ers. I was going to say, speaking of mush, oh, let's talk about those They are kind of mush right now. Yeah. Let's As in confusing. It. Yes. Like, where's my chicken? What? Yeah, this it's is... supposed to be chicken. Yeah, what like... happened to my meatball sub? It's like, no, well, I'm trying to use, like, you know, you get the, your chicken, you oh. get your chicken and rice, and then it's like, this is just right. Because we were talking about school lunch. Right. Meatball... But... They had a meatball sub. That's what I'm talking about. At lunch. Yeah, today. but it's like, I'm like, where's the. Chicken. I mean, it'd be hard not to find. To like not find the meatballs in a meatball sub, it was hard you know? for me. That's fair. Yeah. Well, fine. I'll let you have it. <laughs> All right. So the 76ers. There once was an Italian immigrant, and his name was Danny Biasone, mm-hmm. and he bought the Syracuse Nationals for five thousand dollars in nineteen forty-six. Five grand. Wow. Jeez. How? But it was the NBL. Times have changed. I think. Or yeah, the BAA, it was. whatever it was. They played in the NBL for four seasons before being accepted into the NBA in 1950. They lost to the Minneapolis Lakers in the 1951 finals after just one year in the big leagues. Then, they did it again in 1954, where they again lost to the Lakers. They finally won a ring in 1955, just before the dominance of the Celtics began. In 1963, they moved to Philadelphia after the Warriors moved to California, and that's when they acquired Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, who led them to an all-time record of 68-13 and 13 after that point. Mm. 
They then won the finals after beating the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, marking the end of the Boston dynasty. In 1976, Dr. J. Julius Irving came to town with his flashy dunks and extreme swagger. He took the Sixers to the finals four times, but they only won it once in 1983, and he did not win finals MVP. It was Moses Malone. The next season was a down year, but they did draft Charles Barkley. He had a dream run with the Sixers, but it all came crashing down when the Sixers dealt him to the Suns for a hair dryer and some oven mitts. What a bad decision. <laughs> Allen Iverson was drafted in 1996, and he turned things around. He was only six feet tall, but he mesmerized fans with his dribble moves and his fancy footwork. This was solidified when he ate Michael Jordan's ankles for breakfast during Jordan's last season in Chicago. In 2000, despite losing the finals, the Sixers had that year's Coach of the Year, Larry Brown, MVP, Allen Iverson, Defensive Player of the Year, Dikembe Mutombo, and Sixth Man of the Year, Aaron Mickey. That's a lot of awards. It is. Like but unfortunately, lot. it didn't translate to a championship. As at times, it looked like a one-man show. Things sucked until Joel Embiid arrived in 2014. Although the team was garbage, Embiid brought the phrase trust the process with him during those rough years. And things eventually turned out great as Joel Embiid has led them to the playoffs every year since 2017. However, they collapsed in these past finals after being the one seed, but the Atlanta Hawks bested them in seven games in the second round. What does their future look like amidst all this drama? It's very bleak. Yeah, it is. It's I'm a very Sixers murky. Fan. I'll say it's murky. Yeah, mushy. Confusing, man. mushy. I'm like, a Sixers fan, ladies like and gentlemen. Like a lunch, like a school lunch. Right. <laughs> so I've been a Sixers fan since 2016 when they drafted Ben Simmons. And it looks like the Ben Simmons era has probably come to an end. He's refusing to play. He hasn't shown up to training camp. He's and a- even if he did, he his own fans would boo him out of the arena every night oh for sure yeah it's rough i still love him i'm a ben simmons supporter but i love him in philly but i hope he gets traded before he has to go out onto the court i agree because it will be horrible yeah it really will be he's a fragile man you can tell so i don't want that he's sad and he's been scared to shoot threes and free throws and that sucks it does suck he needs to he really does and take layups yeah right at the rim yeah he He could just dunk that thing yeah Which is sad because he's such a great talent, and he has first pick in the draft talent. Yeah. But you got to have those intangibles, and that's the thing that he's missing. He was supposed to be, you know, the next LeBron. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's supposed to be somebody. Yeah, the next LeBron. But his was LeBron. And he was even working out with LeBron and getting mentored by LeBron. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, they are. And they're friends with Darius Garland as well. And the thing is, yeah. they were the number six seed going into the 2020 playoffs in the NBA bubble. Um, and so things were looking really rough. But then we hired Daryl Morey as the GM from mm-hmm. Houston, and yep. we made a lot of good moves. We got rid of Al Horford. We got rid of Josh Richardson. We brought in Seth Curry, Danny mm-hmm. Green. We drafted Tyrese Maxey, who looks very promising. And so you think, oh, well, we're in a good spot. We were the one seed. So it, overall, it was a successful season. It's weird how we talk about the Sixers, but we were the one seed. Lost to the Hawks. That's disappointing. But wh- where do we go from here? Because... We didn't really make any big changes in the offseason. We lost Dwight Howard. We drafted Jaden Springer, who I think is a great... I mean, without the drama, you're looking at a repeat of the one seed, maybe. Right, but... Assuming that the Nets have one or two of their superstars playing every night instead of all three. 
Yeah. Well, the question is, um, the ceiling of the team is as far as Joel Embiid will go. Not blaming a loss this year on him, by the way. He was hurt, and he still played through it all. He had a <laughs> terrific postseason. Yeah. But I guess my question to you would be... Um, Whenever he was healthy, MVP. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. So what... That's kind of my question. Mm-hmm. When healthy, where does Joel Embiid rank in the NBA? I won't say he's the best player in the NBA, but he puts up the numbers to be MVP. Absolutely. I so mean, where does, but where does he rank as player? If you're taking it, you're looking at all the players, oh, man. and you're taking Giannis one. Giannis is one. Yep. Uh, full, but like again, like fully healthy KD. I'm I'm putting everyone fully healthy here. Yes, you are. So I'm gonna say Giannis, KD, and then. I think last season when he was healthy, he played better than Jokic. So I might say he's better than Jokic. Okay. Because his defense is better. He's more. He's well. He's not as crafty, but he's stronger, more powerful. Um, which Jokic uses to his advantage in other ways. But I, I might put him. Th- well, I put LeBron. So four. I'd say four. He's fourth. Yeah. Okay. Because last season he was a dream. Yeah. In, in, Trust until he me. Was hurt. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And but the thing is that um, we just don't have enough spacing with Ben Simmons, who yeah. is a liability right now offensively. And then now, morally, you just cannot keep him around. So what you're looking at now is what can the Sixers do to fix that spacing? And, you know, you're getting rid of Ben Simmons. They signed. Oh, we haven't talked about this on the podcast. What a wonderful moment. First of all, if you guys have been part of the Payment Sweat Army for a long time, you know that, you know, we are located in Charleston, first Mm -hmm. of all. Most of you know that. And I have been a CFC fan, College of Charleston fan, my whole life. And we've got a couple players in the NBA in the past. Now we only have You're not even a fan, you're just like raised there. No, I was No, I've literally been raised there. Yeah, I know all the players. I've yeah. worked there, everything. Uh, we had one player, Jarrell Brantley, who was drafted technically by the Pacers, but he had his whole career with the Jazz. He just is not in the NBA anymore. He just signed a seven-figure deal in Europe. Good Which for is him. awesome. Good for him. Yeah. I would love to play in Europe. Um, but last season in the draft, <laughs> along with LaMelo Ball, uh, Grant Riller, who is, I believe is the best player in CFC basketball history was yeah. drafted to the Charlotte Hornets. Didn't see much playing time, but too many guards. They have way too many guards. I was very upset when he fell that low. He fell to like I think 56. it's fifty-six. I think it's fifty-six. Yeah. yeah, and in a many mock drafts, he was projected twenty-eight to yeah, the, 30, Lakers. Uh, the Lakers. The yeah. Lakers, and yeah. I think that he would have been a great fit for the Lakers yeah. as a scoring guard. But now. And, you know, I, I, in the back of my mind, I looked at so many mock drafts. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that time. Like, look, where, where could Grant Riller go? Where could Grant Riller go? He checked it every day. Every day. And there was one mock draft that would just have made my dreams come true. And that's Grant Riller to the 76ers. That's my favorite CFC player mm-hmm. of all time on my favorite NBA team. That didn't happen. But this offseason, he signed with the Sixers. Just an absolute yep. miracle scenario. And you can think, oh, well, what do you? it won't matter. It actually really will. Because yeah. the Sixers right now, what do they lack? They lack spacing and they lack guard play, traditional guard play. I think Ben Simmons is still an elite point guard, but it's, he's not a point guard. Right. When he plays point guard, he's still elite, but he could be so much more at the power forward position on a different team surrounded by different and personnel. And they'd be able to space better. Right. So the Sixers need a point guard. They have Tyrese Maxey. Coming off a stellar rookie season. Now they've got Grant Riller, who will not play a ton, but he has potential to be a spark. Even though he's a two-way contract, I think he'll play 
Oh no, he he will play. Not yeah. uh, for that. Yeah, he's not gonna be like he won't play every no. game, but he will get minutes. Yeah, eight minutes per game. I eight, can, eight I can or see, nine. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. But then, you know, there are some guards that are available in the trade market as well. John Wall has requested a trade from Houston. They're gonna work together to make that happen. The Sixers are one of the main targets. Be a good, I would say there and the the Clippers are the only destination right. where he could feasibly go right so you've got john wall you've got damian lillard mm-hmm. which is much more of a long shot that's a big long shot zach levine's not gonna happen bradley no. beal's not actually no. gonna happen no. so it's really if you're looking at trade partners john wall damian lillard cj mccollum and you really want a point guard so it's john wall and damian lillard and to get damian lillard you're giving up ben simmons to get john wall no. maybe you're not no because i could see a package for john wall which includes tyrese maxey Matisse Thybul pick. I think it might even just take Maxi and pick. A, like a second because he's not. I mean, he's, he's not great. No, but he would fit very well. And, and then the Rockets would take Maxi in a heartbeat. Oh yes, they could. But it's he's like, good. Well, who else is going to offer him anything? Maybe the Clippers. But I mean, I don't. I think they're the only two teams in the running right now. Well, the no thing about the Sixers and the Maxi stuff, because this has been a topic of debate a lot, because we had an opportunity to get Kyle Lowry this past trade deadline, and we didn't do it because mm-hmm. we didn't want to give up Tyrese Maxey. He's the future. Didn't want to give up Thibel. He's right. the future. Um, it's it's really it's really hard to say what you want to do because you've got those guys for the future, and you're like, wow, what can we do with these guys? We've got Embiid. Embiid's not going to be part of that core anymore because Embiid, guys. He's got a short career span. Yes, he has a short any span. Yeah, he ne- he never completes a full regular season in the playoffs. He's never a hundred percent. But his, I'll add to what you, we said earlier. His presence is the difference between a loss and a win. Absolutely. A lot of the times yeah. last season. So basically, that I would watch if he wasn't there, they would lose. Oh yeah, he didn't play in either game versus the Cavs, and we won. Should have won both of them. Yeah, but, anyway. I mean, that's right. But, like, yeah. that was the difference, is him. He's that good. Yeah. Makes and that big of a difference. I agree. And I, he just wills them into games. And I hate using that term, but he's I a great. can't think of another way to put it. Leader. He's magical on the court. Yeah, he is. So, basically, what I'm saying, though, is to prioritize the present, not the future. And mm-hmm. if you can get Damian Lillard and you got to give That'd up be Ben crazy. Simmons, do it. But You've I don't think you it. have to do as much as a lot of fans think. Because, again... Joel Embiid is that impactful. Yes, but when but you, they have when to you get got the Nets, lucky. you need it. Yeah. Now, I think Dame. I think you get Damian Lillard and you're winning the finals healthy. But Yeah, healthy Dame and Embiid oh, is like Shaq God. and Kobe. Yeah, basically. Let's be real here. Except, yeah, Dame's... A little less dominant, but like, wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, so that, I mean, go. that's just how it is. There you go. There's nothing much to say. Oh, oh yeah, where do you think they're going to end up? What's their ceiling? Uh, there's The Sixers' ceiling versus their floor is, is drastically different. Yeah, it might be the most... Their ceiling is like two. See? Maybe three. What are their ceiling in the playoffs? That's what I'm saying. Oh, their ceiling is not ECF. Because the Bucks or Nets, with what they have now, but again, like if yeah. it's Dame, then I think they might beat the Nets. I think they will beat the Nets if they have yeah, Dame. I agree with that. And then maybe Seth Curry as well. Oh, he's and so then, good. Oh my gosh, Seth, Seth Curry's, Curry's great. He's oh a really God. good player. He's better than Steph. No, no, but he's very, very, very good, he's and good. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think they have the the core to do it if they can get Dame for less players, more picks. 
You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Like, instead of giving up all their team. All right, I'm number one seed and then ceiling. Number one yeah. seed. Realistically, they're three. And then I'm number one seed ceiling yeah. with an Eastern Conference Finals appearance with what they have now. But they just can't get over yeah. the hump. I agree with that. All right. But that's about it, right? Yeah. Next squad. Is the New York Knicks. Ooh! Ned Irish, an Irish man. Okay. Established the Knicks in 1946 as a BAA team, which is which was the Basketball Association of America before the BAA and NBL merged with the NBA a few years later. That's a lot of acronyms. In the 50s, the Knicks went to the finals in three straight seasons but lost every single one of them. It took till the late 60s to return to their successes. When coach Red Holzman led them to two championships. In the 90s, the Knicks were great, led by center and first pick Patrick Ewing. In 1985, the NBA draft lottery was on national television. The Knicks had a decent chance to get the first pick, but it was not the highest chance. David Stern pulled a card out of the big spinny lottery machine, and it had the Knicks logo on it. However, looking back at the broadcast, many fans felt that there was a tiny fold on the bottom corner of the card, yeah. which is true, which led to NBA fans suspecting that the draft was rigged. It's one of the biggest controversies in NBA history. That and it actually involved the Sixers against the Bucks, yes. ECF, where that was rigged in 2006. Um, and I'm not going to take a stance on that, but it's something big in Nick's history, which because they got Patrick Ewing which led to them being really great, but so was Michael Jordan, who prevented New York from winning a championship with Ewing. Things were rough until Carmelo Anthony demanded a trade from Denver and was traded to New York. Even still, they couldn't get past the Eastern Conference Finals and sank again. After a dramatic run with Kristaps Porzingis and constant embarrassment, the Knicks finally had a magical season in 2020 where they ended up being the fourth seed in a league that projected them being including me, out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, oh, but not me. But whatever. Well, you didn't say they would be in the playoffs. You said they'd be better than the Cavs. Yeah. And they <laughs> certainly were. But you know who changed that? Tom Thibodeau. True. Will their successes continue with Thibodeau and Julius Randle as their leader? Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They had the, probably the best offseason of any team. I'm going to go over it a little bit. Yeah. So, they brought back Derrick Rose. They brought back Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks. None of those guys are game changers. Noel's a great defender. Alec Burks, good spark plug. Derrick Rose, good for the locker room. And, you know, from time to time you see... He had oh, a decent season. You say, look he at should him. not be a starter. But yeah, but yeah. sometimes you look at him and you go, oh my god, is he, is he back? And then you're like, no, he's not. But sometimes. But then they made a move that kind of puzzled some people. They mm-hmm. signed Evan Fournier for a four-year, $78 million deal. Evan Fournier is good. That's a lot Very of money. Good. Very good. That's a lot of money. Overpay, but very good player. So a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know about that. So a lot of people were thinking, ah, maybe that's not such a good move. But then two but days later. I saw from uh, a funky diabetic that it was, who's, I keep having to explain his name because it's just his YouTube name. But he said that it's a very tradable contract for a situation in which there would have to be a salary dump to a team. Yes. Which could, which could happen. And I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. But then two days after that, they signed Kemba Walker, who we talked about early, I think on the first episode of this podcast, I, yeah. did, I went on here and defended we did. Kemba Walker. We that did. was the first episode. It was the OKC trade. Yes. And uh, so they got Kemba Walker, two years, $18 million. Great value for a great NBA player. He's going to come back and he's going to shock 
the world next season. All star season prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So did they get so much better this season? Yeah, because they got Kemba Walker. I don't think it's going to help them in the playoffs so much. Maybe they'll get out of the first round. Maybe they won't. But like you said, they've got a lot of tradable contracts now. They've got young guys. They've got R.J. Barrett. They've got Emmanuel Quickly, whom I just adore. Adore. I thought that he should have been Rookie of the Year. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even Rookie first team. Nope. And I think Emmanuel Quickly, oh, he's going to surprise you guys. They've got, they're so stacked. Emmanuel Quickly, because people were like, oh, he's inefficient and his shooting splits are pretty bad. But the gravity that he creates when he gets the ball is insane. He creates shots for his teammates, not only yeah. through pure passing, but through ball gravity, which means that defenders are swarming him because his his ISO game is he's, he's insane. And defense, yeah. very good and defender. He, he's gonna be. He really is gonna be a, a, yeah. a guy that you gotta worry about. But now you think about some of the stars we were just talking about for the Sixers: Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. If well, any here's of... the thing: I they they need a superstar, but yep. they're one of the best candidates to trade for one because they're New of York. All these and contracts. then these guys, yeah, these guys that they have, they're so deep they yes. can afford to give up those contracts. So you you target Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard, yep, and then and they're doing it in a smart way. And then in 2023, they are. they're just accumulating all these big free agents that they can just right. Are pretty attractive to those teams. New York. You're in New York and you're a respectable franchise again. They're going to get one of these guys. In yeah. 2023, the free agents that are available, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, assuming they don't re-sign with the Nets, which they probably will, but whatever. Yeah. And then also, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. And I can see one of those going. Embiid, maybe? Yeah. Embiid? Wow. Can you see it? He's perfect yeah. for New York. And then people are projecting a R.J. Barrett jump. Uh, to some people think stardom, and I don't think so because no, but his shooting numbers are horrible. He's good. He's a good player, but his shooting numbers are. Yeah, horrible. he'll never be a top scorer, but no. he's good. Yeah. But basically, for New York, if they're kind of they're so interesting to um to talk about because what were they were they were four or five they were in the four or five four. matchup they were yep. four that's what I thought four. against the Hawks and they didn't really show up to that series because Julius Randle was so bad and that's because he's Tom, not a superstar it's that it's Tom Thibodeau isn't a regular season isn't a playoff coach he's a regular season coach and then yeah Julius Randle can't create alone that's why they need the star mm-hmm. and now they've got another creator in Kemba Walker but he's not going to make think it, it it comes down to it for like Dame you trade Julius Randle I think so. I think you try to do it without that. I think that you can get it done. Yeah, but maybe they can overvalue. Maybe the Blazers overvalue Julius Randle. Because he did everything on ball. I can't think and of And if they have Dame, he won't he won't be able to be Julius Randle because he won't have the ball as much. This is nearly as much. I well, see what I'm saying? What what do you think would be included in a package? Damian Lillard first, Julius Randle, and what else? Well Julius Randle would be the centerpiece, but the great thing for the Knicks is that you don't have to do too much else. Maybe Fournier in there. That's it? You think Well they... Fournier in there, but it'd have to be more because he's Damian Lillard. How much more? That's what I'm saying. Well, once you have those two, I don't think it's too much more because then you've got a star and you've got a great scorer, and then you'd have to put like a young, like a really high upside young guy. Which one? And then like three first round picks. That's so much. I feel like they could get it done. If I'm thinking about those two and three first round picks, maybe. Okay, pavement sweat listeners, respond to this, please. Yeah, please. What would you rather give up for Damian Lillard if you're the Knicks? Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, and a first-round pick. Or 
RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, and three first round picks. I'm doing Randall. If you're Easy. the Knicks? Easy. If you, if I'm the Knicks. Oh, uh, nope, I disagree. Here's why. And I, I think I kind of said it, but he's because he's so on ball. Right. And he, his impact will not go as far as it was this past season. Not nearly as far. Well, his impact went, where did his impact hands. really go this season? Well, First was, round exit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but if you but he has to be number 1 and he's just not that great of a number 1. Because he he can't bring a team to the finals. I hear you. ECF. I think the Trailblazers are gonna know that though. They might. Yeah. And they, yeah, but I, I'm saying I'm saying from a Knicks perspective, right. I'm doing Randall in a heartbeat. But tell us what you think. Fortnite, Payton, you don't that's really that's need a really Fortnite. really interesting question. Yeah. So. But I love. Let us quickly. Know. I think they keep quickly. I th- at all. Costs. Oh my gosh! I think quickly is. Yeah. If I'm the Knicks, I'm keeping him at all costs. Well, yeah. And Quick, then also, you sell three cost. first round picks instead of one, and I, I would rather give up one. Right. Well, yeah. Would you rather? Okay, so you're keeping quickly at all costs. Well, I'm. What if this was the trade? I'd be open. Wait, wait. wait. What okay. if this was the trade? Emmanuel quickly, straight up, for Luca. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> you said at all costs. Well, shut up. Man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, all right. Man. Luca and twenty first round picks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm. St- Still not doing it. I'm playing, yo. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the cell. Oh, yeah, where do you think the Knicks are going to end up? Uh, Four or five again. Yeah, and then first round exit again? Yep. I think so, yeah. Well, maybe it depends on who's five if they're four or who's four if they're five. Right. Because they could beat the Hawks. But they're in that range. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics really quick. Mm-hmm. The Boston Celtics have Red Arbach to thank for their successes, even more than Bob Cousy and Bill Russell. Uh, yeah. Coach Red had no assistants, scouts, or secretaries and ran all the scouting trips, team travel, and coaching for the Celtics' first seven years of existence. Just him. Wow, that is crazy. He coached them until 1966, and in that span, he won nine championships with the team. They then won two of the next three, even without him as the coach. Arbach became president of basketball operations from the day he retired as coach to the day he died in 2006. Holy Jesus. Isn't 2006, and he started the franchise. Right, that's crazy, yeah. His coaching era was nothing short of dominant. Eight championships in a row, ten championships in 11 years. That will never happen again. Their leader, Bill Russell, is the most decorated player in NBA history, and he's credited as the best defender the game has ever seen. That's very arguable. Very arguable, but... you know, generally he is yeah. considered that. But even after that, the Celtics won two championships in three years from 74 to 76. Larry Bird was then drafted in 1979, and up until LeBron James was the best wing to ever play the game. Because Ryan, who wrote this history section, doesn't count Michael Jordan as a wing. I don't either. I think you're right. Even though shooting guard is, like, technically a wing. No, I think, not. I think you're right. However, after two more championships, Larry Legend retired, and the Celtics faced their first-ever rebuilding era. This culminated in the Paul Pierce era of the early 2000s. The consensus worst NBA analyst of all time brought the Celtics their most recent championship in 2008, along with 10 All-Star appearances and Hall of Fame honors. He did this along with the two other members of the quote-unquote Big Three, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. They could have won more if their ages hadn't caught up with them, and but now they've got some young guys. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were drafted in 2016-2017, respectively, and they've shown the city of Boston that the team's star power still hasn't quite reached its end. In the best division in the league, how can the Celtics show their peers to their contenders? 
I've been wondering. It's crazy that they're going to be like the fourth on the division leader board. Isn't that wild? No, they're going to be better than good. the Knicks. Oh, my God. I, I don't think they're going to be better than the Knicks. So the Celtics they're such a disaster last a season the didn't. Uh, they were the seventh seed last season. They did not live up to themselves. No, they did not. But Brad Stevens has stepped down as the coach. They've got the new guy whose name is really hard to pronounce, and I'm sorry I'm not going to do Im- it. Ime Udoka. That's it. Ime Udoka. And, and I did not look that up. It sounded no, he's right on here. voice recording that I did look it up, but I didn't. No, he's. I'm looking at him right now. He didn't do it. Good for you. But they hired him because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown cool. said they wanted him. He's a great he's hire. He's like Ty Lue. Like the, the, yes, he's very... The get rid of uh, David Blatt, put in the guy that everyone loves. This In this case, it's like, you know, move uh, Brad Stevens to the front office where... He seems to be doing all right so far. I mean, not great, but like, you know. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. So, and then have the, the young guy that the young guys love. Yeah, and they've got Al Horford back. Longtime Celtic. Mm-hmm. Now, current Celtic. Which isn't a big deal. It is a big deal. Well, for them it is. Yeah. Like, because I, I, I think he's a good fit for the team. And that's great and all. But I don't think he'll end up having that big of an impact on the season. And I think they're going to be like six or seven again because of how good the East is. Um, but I love Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Every year they take a new jump. Yeah. And we both said Tatum could have an MVP type season. Was did I you said say that? It. I said it last year. I thought I he, I predicted that he would win MVP last year, and that was wrong. He but. could certainly have, with his build and talent, he could have an MVP season any year. Yeah, you're right. And the, but the the thing about it because is because he's healthy too. He's better than people think now. Yeah. He's a top 10 player. He doesn't get... Oh, absolutely. He wasn't all NBA, bro. He was not all NBA. And he was first Julius team. Julius Randle was second team. I believe that Jason Tatum was, was a first, was team, a first team all NBA player. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. And that's because that he's got... Uh, I think he's got the best... Hmm, wings. Best jump shot in the league. Yes, very clean, beautiful Very to clean. watch. I, I think I've said, we I've say this, this so much, yeah. yeah. But he has the best wing scoring package of any player in the NBA. Oh, absolutely. Besides Kevin Durant, he's I the guess. wings Kevin Durant. He's the wing Kevin Durant. Yeah, because yeah. Um, but the thing that they need is somebody to truly ball distribute because they don't have that. Uh, during the season, a concern was raised, and I talked about this on my sports Snapchat story. This was a long time. It was about a year ago now. Um, not quite. Uh, but we talked about how there were not many duos in the NBA that were worse at creating shots for their teammates than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Although they're both decent defenders, they're both... Jalen Brown's a great defender. I think he's a little overrated on that side of the ball, I'm going to say. His advanced stats are very nice. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. I'm watching him like, eh, no. His advanced stats are very nice. He he takes easier matchups than one with I, I, Yeah. I think the true. advanced stats overrate mm-hmm. him a little bit. I love advanced stats, everybody. But uh, it takes more than that. It takes the eye test, mm-hmm. too. And if you find the right advanced stats also, that's important. Right. But yeah, they're both decent defenders, especially for like good offensive players. They're good defenders, too. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't really distribute the ball well. And how are they going to fix that problem? True. Because now they've gotten rid of Kemba Walker, who was in some ways a ball distributor. Well, their biggest issue was they'd have five-minute stretches where they would score two points or yeah, something it's crazy. Rough. And it was really, really... Painful to watch. Yeah. If you're a Celtics fan, you know. Shout out Devin. Devin. Shout out Gavin. Let's get it out of the way. Gavin, shout Shout out out to you. Since we're shouting out everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, 
Uh, we, we, we could have shouted out Gavin later. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. fine. But the Celtics, yes, they don't have a ball distributor. And I don't know. I guess John Wall could be a fit for them, but he can't. I don't know. I don't know if he's a great ball distributor. He is better. He was when he was with the Wizards, but I don't know what. Because we've barely seen him since the three years of being out. Or well, what would you have to give up as the Celtics to get John Wall? Um, Again, not, not that much. Maybe, uh, like... What's that guy's name? Romeo Langford. Grant Williams or, or what, yeah. whatever. Grant, Grant, Williams. Grant Williams and Romeo Langford. Yes. There you go. And then John Wall. I think that that would be that's a, worth, a good trade. That's a worthwhile trade teams. for both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they do we that. We just threw that together. Or Carson Edwards. Yeah. One probably, the they, they wouldn't take Romeo that. Langford. That's pretty elite. Yeah. Weak. Uh, the biggest loss for the Celtics this off season. Fournier. No, it's some. No, I think this is something that's going to keep them. They might get relegated to the G League and that's because they lost Taco Fall. Yeah, <laughs> yes they did. Relegation. Can you imagine if that was real in the NBA? That would be cool. The re- only reason that I know about relegation is because of Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Please watch, watch it. it. Uh, it won 3 Emmys last night. Oh my god. Yeah, Jason Which Sudeikis ones? won best actor in a comedy series and I I regret to say that I don't know the actors' names, but if you watch Ted Lasso I don't either. Um the girl, like the executive, she she's won, great. She won Best Supporting Actress, uh-huh. and then, oh God, he's here, he's everywhere. What's his name? Roy Kent. Roy Kent, the guy who plays Roy Kent, won Best Supporting Actor, he's which so is so funny. well deserved. I love that. It's such a good show. It's about. It's on Apple TV. Yeah, we're just promoting it. It's, that, oh, it's, it's about, so good. It's about European football, or as we call it, soccer. Yeah, and it's this Kansas football coach goes over to to coach. The football team and the executive hired him because she wants the team to fail because yeah her husband ex-husband there's a lot yeah but he's a likable guy it's it's so it makes you feel good it's a feel-good show when i'm feeling down i turn it on not even and that you should too pavement sweat listener pavement sweat dude i know times are just turn it on i know times are just a quick little 60 second thing but it is that it for the uh celtics no i just want to i just want to ask you where they're going to be if they uh if, if Jason Tatum is MVP. Well, if he's MVP, five. Right. And he, like well, seven. He's not going to win not. MVP if they're five, but I'm saying if he put up an MVP type season five. for real. Five. Or maybe four. I agree. If the Knicks are disappointed. I could definitely see a Knicks-Celtics first round. Oof, that, that would be, be awesome. And I think the Celtics would win that And they're matchup. like longtime rivals. Yep. I think the Celtics win that matchup. But that's all we've got for you for the Celtics. Let's move on to our final NBA and let's team. get this one done quick because they suck this year. And that is the Toronto Raptors. It is only fitting that our very last team on the board... Wow. Yeah, this is it. Man. Is the only one not located in the United States. Wow. Fun fact, the first ever NBA game was hosted in Toronto. Really? The Toronto Huskies hosted the New York Knicks. Wow, I didn't know that. Knickerbockers. This wasn't the start of the Toronto team we know today, however. That started in 1993. They were the 28th franchise of today's 30. Okay. Isaiah Thomas, former Pistons superstar, was the first GM of the team, which I had no idea that was uh, true. Oh, yeah. And he ended up announcing the name, the Raptors, after Velociraptors from the prehistoric days. Do you believe in dinosaurs? Let no, us know. I don't. Anyway, <laughs> they sucked at first and eventually departed with Thomas in 98 after early struggles turned into heated arguments about the future of the franchise. They did land Vince Carter the following year, who brought Toronto an 
era of ageless dunks and historic performances. However, they couldn't even get close to a championship because of their limited marketability. And Kobe Bryant and Shaq. They continued <laughs> to gain traction, though, having a fan base that spanned an entire country and landed Kyle Lowry and drafted DeMar DeRozan. They drafted both of them in the early 2010s. I don't think they did, actually. They drafted DeRozan. He, they definitely didn't. Kyle Lowry used to play for the Grizzlies, I know. Well, then there you Isn't go. Isn't that weird? Because he's like, That's he's so such weird. a raptor. He's such a raptor. Yeah, exactly. They propelled the franchise. Well, he's actually such a heat player now. Yeah, I hate, I hate teams. He's such a heat. Uh, I hate teams that are like, you can't, yeah. yeah. You can't be a he's heat. He's a heat. <laughs> I hate that. The, the year was, uh, uh, where did I? Uh, they propelled the franchise into the playoffs year after year, <laughs> but only to face embarrassment after embarrassment at the hands of the GOAT. Things got so bad against the Cavs that people nicknamed the franchise LeBronto right. after they lost to the Cavs for the third straight year in 2018. That is when they made a huge trade, sending DeMar DeRozan to the Spurs for the, a disgruntled Kawhi Leonard. This year was magical, and even though Leonard only spent one season in Canada, his name will live on forever in Raptors history. They broke the Warriors' two-year championship streak with a finals victory that could finally bring home to their own country. We the North had prevailed, and Americans could even Americans couldn't help but rejoice seeing an entire nation of loyal basketball fans celebrate their long-awaited championship. And Drake. What a way to end a history portion of pavement sweat. Oh. We made it. Wow. That's wow. I'm kind of emotional, frankly. Yeah. I can't that was great, it. man. Yeah. Wow. That whole series, man. And there Jeez. I put the paper away. Yeah. Boom. Rapids. But let's quickly talk 13 about them. Seed. They're they made, suck. They made a bad trade. They drafted Scotty Barnes, who could be a very good player, but he's no. He's no Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. No, sir. So bad, 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 bad. Uh, hopefully they make some more trades because they ain't doing it with Siakam. Yeah, the truth. If I'm gonna be absolutely frank with you, because I like be to be frank with I, me. No, I like to be frank. Yeah. But the truth is that the only path for the Raptors is to hope for a superstar, and that is through the lottery. Yeah. You forget yeah, though true. that Pascal Siakam was All NBA Second Team a few like yeah, two years but ago. Uh, he's he, good. He shoots they yeah they but they make him shoot too much. Agreed. And but he's good. That's a problem. So I think they need to trade him. Yeah. And start over with picks. Trade him for picks. They got that championship. That's great. All right now. Yeah. Start rebuild. Over. But I yeah. love Nick Nurse. But that's really I all do we love got. Nick Nurse. That's all we got. And I Raptors. hope that he stays because I like that. Me too. I guess what guys, we got a crazy segment coming up. It's called. Football. Football. Ah, so we got a couple of things. That's not a good name. Well, actually. Turf sweat. What? The, yeah, turf sweat. But since we were talking about it's called football, we're going to get to the quick pe- questions Oh, portion. yes. We have questions that yeah. were submitted by Pavement Sweat Army. And then we'll talk about a couple games. Rise up. Uh, the first one is from Linnea, a very good friend of oh, ours. Oh, heavens. What a good she one. She says, why is it called football? And who do you think will die next from a head injury? Wow. Well, that's a great question i don't want to predict if death. you've seen the movie concussion starring which, which i assume you might have seen this linnea if you bring this up because i doubt it It actually caused a lot of changes with the nfl is sean to... mendez in concussion no if he's not then she didn't see it yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> the yeah so concussion, uh, right who, people's next will smith you never know no i think well, no, I'm not going to predict that. That's too grim. But uh, what's his name? Luke Keekley? No, the uh, tight end that just retired. 
Greg Olson? No, from because of head injuries. He had like 11 concussions over nine years. Oh, I don't know. He played for the football team last year. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, man. That makes me mad. I'm going to find it real quick because I know. Yes, but that. anyway, talking about why is it called why football? Why is it called football? Dude. Trip. Well, you got to know this, man. Well, yeah, I did invent no. the game. So, frankly, if I'm going to talk to you, and, I, you know, I like to be frank about these things. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, He's really being frank. But he American really football is called football due to its origin. <laughs> All right? <laughs> um, it does not refer... Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is yeah. the next guy to die from concussions. Yes, there is a kick in the game of American football, but its name derives from its origins as a form of rugby. Which Are you see. citing your sources? Because I am reading it word for word. <laughs> this is scottfuhita.com. Okay, you. thank you. Thank you to Scott. But that's why it's called football. Thank you for asking All right, the question. next two, one is a joke from uh, Ethan who says Trevor Lawrence is taking the Jaguars to the playoffs. That is already very apparent that that's not going to happen. That is a joke. Um, but it was a joke. He told well, okay, me, I he say told me in the that. boys' bathroom. I, yeah, so much goes down there. <laughs> I do want to say, um, and I'm not reading the next a one. A little bit about that's not appropriate. About, yeah, payment sweat is for the family. Yeah, but about Urban Meyer, who is currently the coach of this the is Jacksonville a good Jaguars. This is something that I want yeah. to talk about a little bit. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has gotten off to kind of a weak start, but it's he's not really being like very weak. But he's not being criticized because. And I predicted this, and I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, growing pains, and I think Trevor mm. Lawrence will be the best quarterback from this class, and I think he'll be elite. But it will not happen with Urban Meyer as his head coach. Ooh. So hopefully, Urban Meyer is fired after the season, so they Ooh. can actually get started because he's terrible. Ooh. He's lazy. Yeah, they're zero and two. He's like a he's too laid back. He's not like. Mm. I don't like him at and all. And he's a liar. He always cites... He said that he was having... Like, he missed his family, so he retired, and then a year later, he was back in football. I'm like, all right. Traveling around the world. Yeah. No, the country. Instead right. of, instead of uh, you know, around the Big Ten. Right. The fam. Most of the time. It sucks. Next um, question. This is the best one we have. It's from Eli, a great friend of oh, the podcast. Oh, Eli. Goat. What a goat. What is a fullback? Is that even a football term? Thanks. It is a football term. And I Ryan knows. am going to go back into history that I can recollect from what a fullback is. Now, me, I would say I know about the history of football than I do about today's football. Because when I was a little kid, that was all I would do is watch documentaries about the old days. And I know this very well. And it actually started with the creation of the I-Formation, which was... In the 40s, I believe, or early 50s, with uh, with uh, Coach Paul Brown, who the Cleveland Browns are named after. Correct. And the way that it worked was that there was a fullback and a tailback, was what they were called. The tailback would be the speedster. In that case, it was Jim Brown, who was one of the greatest players to ever live. Running back. And who retired prematurely to go into the movie business. And who could have played many more years as yeah. and solidified goat status? And that's in the was... movie One Night in Miami on Amazon Prime. Check that out, please. I have not, it's but I will good. now. The yeah. trip mentioned it. But uh, the fullback would be in the very beginning. The fullback would actually get the ball just as much, if not more, as the tailback. And Eli, if you don't know what the running back is, basically the quarterback when they drop back and they. They hand the ball off. That's to the running back for any yeah. running play, basically. Yeah. 
So from that, the the fullback tailback duo was created. The first great fullback was actually Marion Motley, who played alongside Jim Brown, and he was probably one of the like best running ones because as the game has evolved, it has evolved more towards reliance on the then became halfback instead of tailback because they would always be in the I formation, always be quarterback, fullback, and I'm going backwards here. So there's the center, and then behind him is the quarterback, behind him is the fullback, behind him is the tailback. Then as more creations, you know, formations started coming up, it just became the halfback, and then the fullback would come in to block. That became their biggest job, was to block. Yeah, which is what it is now. To, to pave the way for the running back. Pavements wet. wet. And, you know, you could have fullback-type running backs like Earl Campbell, who would have been fullbacks back in the day, but, you know... Jerome Bettis is the most recent one, and you know they were just big guys, but it was always the halfback. So the fullback today is a very limited position. They only come in, I would say, a fifth of the plays for most teams. Some yep. play other more than others, like the Niners use Kyle Juszczyk a lot, and then some teams like the Steelers. We don't. Derek Watt is our fullback, who's T.J. Watt's brother, but he'll play one every ten snaps. Yes. So they're but, rarely used anymore. They used to be used a lot, though. So that's an interesting... Thank you very much for the question. Interesting, uh, Eli. You know, Eli yeah. is one of the smartest people I've ever met. I don't have any classes with them this year, and I'm sad about it, because Eli is the GOAT. So that's really you, sad. Thank you for asking the question, Eli. I have a question from Kofi mm-hmm. via Snapchat. Kofi asks, can the Dolphins make a deep playoff run? I don't know if you saw, but Tua Tagovailoa, their quarterback, was carted off the field with injury, and Jacoby Brissett stepped in in their game this Sunday. Yeah, and they got beat 35-0 to by the Bills. That's never good. No, and here's the thing. I think they're a borderline playoff team. Yeah. And I have my predictions for who's going to make the playoffs. And in short, I've got, and this is the AFC, I've got the Chiefs, the Browns, uh, I've got the, let's see, who else? I just lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll talk about but, uh, the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens will go, and I'm trying to find more teams here. The Chargers, so that's four. Obviously the Bills, so that's five. And then I've probably, you know, I hate to sound like a Steelers fan, but the Steelers are underrated this year. Okay, man. So I got them six. What and about then, the Raiders? And okay. then I would say either the Raiders or the Dolphins. All right, cool. But here's what I'll say about the Dolphins and why they won't make the playoffs, much less a deep playoff I don't playoff think they run. will either. I don't think they will. And it's because, and here's the thing, I hate to say this because, you know, 11 guys at the field at any time, but if you have a incapable quarterback, I don't think that you need to have a great quarterback to win, but a quarterback who struggles to make the right decisions you're not going to go far. Nope. And the Dolphins, to attack of Iloe. Doesn't make great decisions. He's incapable. The reason why they were borderline playoffs last year is because Ryan Fitzpatrick is literally the second coming of Christ. <laughs> like, watching Ryan Fitzpatrick play is my favorite He just got thing. really hurt, though. I know. He can't play he for the football team. It's yeah. very unfortunate. But... Uh, two attack of Iloa. I know, man. Harvard, man. Harvard. College, mm-hmm. man. Crazy. We're at, we're seventeen. You're about to turn eighteen. Mm-hmm. But uh, two attack of Iloa is pretty much incapable of making correct reads. He has no arm strength, 
And yeah. Jacoby Brissett is their backup. He's not going to do much either. Nope. I think they're good defensively for the most part, even though they just lost 35-0. to zero. But uh, no, I don't think they're going to make a deep playoff run, and I actually don't yeah. think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry to tell you that, Kofi. But yeah. Thank you for the question submission. I'm sorry, Kofi. Keep them coming, please. It ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, in you other news, let's see. What else happened? Do you have more questions or no? Uh, that was it. And there were there were there a were lot others, of like yeah. there were a lot of like you know oh I'm the best fantasy player ever at Nate and I'm like no you're not right you're having a good run but no shame on you uh what I want to ask you this me because th- I know you're a big Aaron Donald fan I'm a huge Aaron Donald but fan. but what is the ceiling for the Rams oh and the Rams mentioned this but we talked about it briefly but yeah. the Rams now are two and zero two and zero they were in kind of a tight game with the Colts last week. And they maybe only won because Wentz sprained both of his ankles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we talked about this last week, and I believe that Matthew Stafford, throughout his career, this is his first season in Los Angeles. Previously, he had been a Detroit Lion, and before that, in college, he played for my favorite college football team, the Georgia Bulldogs. So I've been following Matthew Stafford forever. My dad was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan, so he... He's a Giants fan, but he also kind of roots for the Lions here and there. So we've mm-hmm. always watched Matthew Stafford. And I think Matthew Stafford has always been elite. He's a never beast. never been surrounded with good talent. Never. But his arm strength. Because you saw what he did with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, right. I mean, but that but that was the only way you could really see. Yeah, exactly. Right, because without Megatron, you're the Lions and you suck. Yeah, and the Lions suck. But underrated. now so he's on the Rams, who have the best player in the NFL, I believe. That was another question that Kofi asked me, who was the best player in the NFL. I'm going to answer it now. Aaron Donald, he argued for Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that's fine. You know, either way. It's a good argument. Yeah, sure. But Matthew Stafford it now has Aaron Donald on the defensive side of the ball, an elite defense. He will not have to put up as many points as he did with the Lions. And if he ever does have to put up as many points, it'll be a lot easier because he's got a much better receiving core. Let me ask you something, Kofi. We've seen quarterbacks dominate at their own position, but have we ever seen a defensive tackle dominate as much as Aaron Donald does? I don't think we have. And that's why he's the best player in the NFL. Yeah, because last because season... Of, in proportion to his position, yeah, the incredible ability for him to be everywhere at once as a 300-pound man yeah. is absurd to me. And that is something that you have to marvel at. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not talking about Marvel. We're not Marvel. talking about like Captain America. No. no. Although Aaron Donald may be a superhero. Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really could be. No. So I think that Rams ceiling is Super, Bowl, Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. Come I think, on. I think they might just beat the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship. Oh, that leads me into my next point because it's it's good that we're asking this now because week three, the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Rams do face off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what I would call the most important game of Matthew Stafford's career, career. as far as week three. Yep. He played in, it's either two or three, I want to say two wild card games with the Lions, but come yep. on, man. It's the Lions. They had no chance. If the Rams go in and they beat the Buccaneers, they, I would consider that an yes, upset. it's a 425 game yes. after work. Nice, yes. nice. That means that the Rams are fast-tracking their way to the number one overall seed. They'll get the bye week. Dude, it's going to be... Great, a great game. So I'm saying that the this and that's big. I mean, it might be NFC. Well, they're the best two teams in the NFC, so maybe NFC. Right. Well, it's them. It's the, they're two and three. Yeah. The best team in the NFC. We're about to is talk. the Carolina Panthers. Right. You're exactly right. 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 You're exactly right. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. 
Because by the way, we do live in Charleston. Yeah, and I'm a I've been a Panthers fan since I was a little a boy. young boy. Yeah. So the Panthers are two and zero. We just beat the Saints, who crushed the Packers. So I'm thinking. You so know, you know, if yeah, there Panthers you go. by association are great. Sam Darnold threw good. for three. Yeah, for right now we'll see what happens. But he threw. I always thought he was good, but he was on the Jets. Right, exactly. He threw for 305 yards on 38 attempts. That's eight yards per attempt. That's a mm-hmm. nice, efficient game there. Yep. Two touchdowns. He threw an interception, but it didn't much matter. The game was a blowout by yep. every conceivable measure something that i like his quarterback rating was 99.1 which isn't insanely high but his qbr was 77.9 which is insanely high yeah which means that he wasn't necessarily putting up the best statistics but he was making the plays that he needed to make when it mattered i like to see it as a panthers fan let me ask you as an unbiased nfl watcher do you where do you think the panthers could go do you think they can make the playoffs i like them i like lot. them too man they're, they're, the the uh i was watching red zone and yep. the panthers were on it a lot because I like watching Red Zone because, you know, I like to keep up with the scores and who's in the Red Zone because right. I, I don't like the insane amount of time between each play. Yeah. I'm, I'm spoiled by the NBA. Yeah. But I, so I like watching Red Zone, which if you don't know what Red Zone is, it's a program that has all the games on and they flash to whoever, they, they, they play the broadcast of whoever's close to the end zone. Yeah, or, or like what's an important. if a big play happens, yeah, right, any right. turnover... Yeah. Any field goal, whatever. Everything. They cover scoring. And the Panthers were on it a lot. And then I went back and watched the highlights. And YouTube TV is great. You can go back and, like, you can record games and, like, go back and see. like, And they do, they do like, 20-minute... I'm doing an ad for YouTube yeah, I know. TV I was going to say, are they a sponsor? Yeah. They do, like, 20-minute, like, hi, like, highlights where you can go back and they'll like put everything into 20 minutes or something. So oh, that's it's, great. it's great. But uh um I and and I like them. And I haven't seen a full Panthers game, obviously. So I can't like for, say for sure, oh, the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. But if you look at the NFC, they're a little weak this year. And I think that, you know, there's a chance. The only problem is that we're in the same division as the Buccaneers. Right. So we're going to have to be a wild card squad. But again, your your the defense is great. I'm going to admit something to you. I haven't watched a full Panthers game yet either. Week one? Right, right. Week one, I was at a rehearsal. You know, I was being good. And week two, it doesn't matter. Other matters. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I was being a king. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But pavement sweat. Hey, this is a clean podcast. Oh, whoa. I didn't say anything. Uh, I was helping old ladies cross the street. Kid friendly, yeah. Oh, my goodness. One of the old ladies got Across the street. Oh, heaven no, me. I would never let an old lady get so, hit with by a car. Yeah, no, never. Or we're a good train at making, or anything. We're good at helping Old people. ladies, yeah. I could be a Boy Scout if I wanted to. I was a Boy Scout. William. William is an eagle. We're talking about, by the way, uh, getting guests on the podcast. You know, the yeah. number one question as famous podcasters that we that get, we get. Is, can I is can please be on your podcast? podcast? And we're like, no. But but yes. But yes. Because really, yes. we get a couple people, you know, we get a lot of questions. It's just people. hard to coordinate. It is. And there are a lot of people that ask to be on the podcast that don't know anything about Everyone's sports. Everyone's so busy. But I just want to say that we are going to have guests on the podcast soon. Maybe as, I don't think maybe as soon as next week, but... Things are gonna cool Next down. week is Ryan's special birthday episode, so right. it'll just be the boys, the real ones, right? The real ones. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we do have Adam from school. He's gonna come on the yeah. podcast eventually. 
I think we're going to do a little exchange where he's going to make some pavement sweat art. And this could be... Wow. No, wait, listen, listen. This, new thumbnail? This could... Maybe new thumbnail and also pavement sweat merch incoming. <laughs> potentially. We, you heard it here, yeah, people. Pavement sweat army rise. But I know, Mr. Martini, you're cutting the grass right now and you're like, I wish I was wearing something more comfortable. Exactly. You just wait. Yeah, you just wait. <laughs> so Adam's going to be on and William White, who is... Uh, he doesn't... I, you know, I won't even say that. He's incredibly knowledgeable about... The sports card business. Uh, the sports card business, which maybe doesn't sound interesting to you, but I promise you... It, he it didn't, make it interesting. It didn't sound interesting to me either. Or me. But now that I'm that he's enlightened me on it, it is something that... It's I'm, cool. I'm thinking about it constantly. And that's something yeah. that I would love for my audience to be exposed to. And it's like a collaboration thing. Like, we'll tell him what cards to invest in because we know. We know, like, who's like going to Emmanuel Like, quickly. quickly. That's not somebody him. that maybe, you know... But I was ready. Yeah, you knew. Oh, I knew before you he did. He did, he did. Yeah. After the next drafted quickly, Ryan was like, yeah. Yeah, and he was that's right. my guy. I was wrong. That's my guy. Yeah, and now I'm but now, but now, anyway, now we're both yeah, right. We're, we're, yeah. Because now, because, you know, he didn't make the first team, and now we're angry about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll give him the players to invest in, and he'll find the cards and always be on eBay doing his stuff. Yeah. It's magical. It's great, but we're going to have some guests eventually on the podcast. Ryan and I are both... Very busy college mm-hmm. admissions process, mm-hmm. helping old ladies cross the street. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find some free time. You it know is. what I mean? Yeah. So that is basically where we're going to leave it on this yeah. episode. We, I think we just went, I don't know. We went an hour, it looks like an hour 10. We don't have a timer, but now that we've but got. But it was the best division in the NBA. Absolutely. And then we also and football. Now the, that we've got football yeah. in the mix, we've got a lot to talk. We've got too much to talk about almost. So yeah. if you want us to condense it, let us know what. We should focus on, because now we're done with that. Especially and, with NFL. Yeah, and now we're done with that NBA series. And next week, I think we're going to have a full recap full sort of thing, uh, MVP predictions. That's going to be a great episode. Don't yeah, miss we're going to do awards, standings, and then we'll probably do like top 10 NFL teams. And then after that, we'll get more time for NFL. Yeah. Because I know it was short this week, and it was last week, but... We're going to have yeah. more time for that. Because Kofi and a couple other people said about 25 to 30 minutes per episode uh-huh. about the NFL. What do you think about that? Let us know. We'd like to get everybody's opinion before we proceed. With Absolutely. Because, you know. And you I'll guys, put out another thing. You're pavement sweat. It's an army. You know, we want. It is. But thank you for listening if you've made it this far. Mm-hmm. Thank you for leaving questions if you left questions. We're always asking for that. Please leave more. There's going to be a link in the description of this episode where you can leave an audio message if you want to be featured on the podcast via voice recording and you can ask this question we'll respond to it and then you can also respond to ryan's instagram prompts where mm-hmm. you can write us a question i know next week we are going yep. to have a voice recording from gabriella on the podcast because it fits yep. perfectly with the episode it has been it about does. two months of me saying that but we've yeah. got that voice recording, but we can always have room for more. So please. But hey, it's about that time. The Manning Show is about to come on. Oh, yeah. Monday, Monday Night, Night Football is about to start. Yeah. And I'm going to drive home in the rain. And then watch Peyton and Eli be funny. Yeah, you're which right. Which is great. And I write some essays. I, can, I cannot stuff. wait. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but All right, people. Think, but, Party uh, you people. You know, other than that, I mean, we got a lot going on. We're busy. We've got Peyton and Eli on. I got to write some essays. We got to help old ladies cross the street. But mm-hmm. you know what we're always doing? We're always going to do some stuff. and that is With just, with helping old ladies. It goes hand in hand. No, everyth- well, yeah. everything that we do goes hand in involves hand this, but that mm-hmm. is to spread, spread peace, love, and, and joy. joy. Goodbye.